Good evening, and welcome to the Nerds Who Haunted Themselves podcast. What if they listen to this in the morning? Oh, shut up. I, I'm going to roll then. <laughs> I'm going to start again now. Good evening, or morning, hi. Or high noon. <laughs> oh, high noon or high man. Welcome, <laughs> oh, no. welcome no. to the Haunted Nerds. Oh, fuck sake. Right, let's start again. Okay, we'll cut that bit out. Okay. No, we won't. <laughs> I ain't doing any more work than I have to. All right. And brief. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Nerds Who Haunted Themselves podcast, series four, episode six. Uh, my name is Andy Hanks, and as always, unfortunately, I am joined with uh, Alfonso Holden McGroin. <laughs> Alfonso Di Bonzo. <laughs> and hi, it's been a couple of weeks since our last one. It's been a while, but um, when was our last one? Was it possibly about? Five May? or six weeks ago? No, he definitely did one in June. I'm sure there's a June file on there. Okay. So, but real life gets in the way. So we're in July now. We're in the middle of a heat wave. Yep. You suffering with heat? Um, well, I'm out delivering post in it. So yeah. It's, it's good fun, but I've bought myself a 2.2 litre thing of water, so I can just sweat that right out. So you can pee in it if you need to. Yes, yes, and needs must. I'm on a round that doesn't have a toilet, so mm. desperate times. Desperate times. But then I can re-drink it, because I watched Waterworld. We got dark really quick. Well, because I said Waterworld. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Kevin not the Costner. drinking the pee thing. Hey, hey. We don't diss the Costner. Unless we're talking about Man of Steel. So if you've got anybody left, welcome. <laughs> we've got jelly babies today. We have got jelly babies. We, we need the sugar be, rush. We might be a little bit hyper. Right, um, yeah, we've got a few things. We've got a list here. Because the delay meant we're coming after San Diego Comic-Con, so we've got like three bits of comic news, and <laughs> as is the way of San Diego. Mm. So what should we start with? Should we get the true summer variant stuff out of the way and then... <laughs> get it out of the way? <laughs> You're so bored of it. Well, no, I'm just thinking that, you know, get the uh, hard sell stuff out of the way first, yeah. and then when people lose interest later... That's a good point, yeah. They absolutely. at least know what we're doing. Well, we've got you. Yeah. Sex. Now we've got your attention. <laughs> the summer variant is coming very, very soon. Two weeks, isn't it? Is it? No, a week on Sunday. Yes, a week on Sunday. Week on Sunday. That's scary. Shit, I should probably get on that, really. Mm. So you have to start organising that. Yeah. So it's been... Yeah. So this is our second summer event. Our second of our one-off summer events. Yeah, that's the one. Um, last year's was very good. Yes, it was. It was really good. Um, like I say, um, we only came back because a few people asked us to. Mm. And, you know, we're suckers for uh, a few people asking us to do something. And two of those people were us. Mm. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't ask for it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, no, it's, it should be a good day. We've got lots of comic-y stuff going on. I think we've upped our game from last year. So how many tables have we got? There is 36, 37, something like that. Sorry, sorry, I'm chewing up Jay Bay's talk. Very unprofessional. Um, so, the event is we've got two main halls. Yep, North Range, South Range. We've got a nice courtyard in between. Yep. Which, well, we, hopefully, if the weather's good, we're going to utilise. We're going to utilise. It's the, the grass, is, unless they've managed to restore it, has sadly been killed by the heat. But. Yeah, absolutely. So then we, we've got. A lift that goes upstairs to what we're using for the panels. The stairs as well. Oh, the stairs as well, absolutely. Yes. 
Um, is it the room? Is is the room we had before? Is the same it's where room? we did the evening with Paul Cornell. Yeah, so it's a real nice, little rustic, atmospheric room, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, well, it's all a nice rustic. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an old Victorian. What did you say? Medieval. Priory. Medieval. Great little building, actually. Oh, it's lovely, and the courtyard. Like I say, hopefully, mm. this weather will last or return in time for the event. Yeah. It's like a church. But no, in our shit, in luck. Yeah, I reckon it will. I reckon we'll do this. It's supposed to rain on Saturday, but I reckon it's Saturday coming. Yeah. I reckon it'll be good. Yeah, so what? So we've got two big panels. Yes, we have got. We basically decided. We're trying to move more into really family friendly stuff. So this is. So we got Tony from Awesome Pod to moderate one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. When he's, so this is True Believers in general, isn't it? Yes, in general, but with the summer event, because it's the summer holidays as well. So we've got... What we've always loved about True Believers is the air of creativity, both on the floor, in conversations, and from people coming away from the event. Mm. And it's something that we, we do with the Draw Sing Sunday as well. Yes. I think we've always been... Quite so and it's, it's something we're working towards more in the future, which more on that in a little bit. But um, so the panels, we kind of went not basic, but back to basics with panels. So instead of you know specific things, we've gone for two things designed for that will appeal to both people who've been to True Believers before and people who are coming to a Comic Con for the first time who maybe want to know a bit more about what goes into creating a comic. So we've got set one up, which is being moderated by Vince Hunt from the Awesome Pod, which Hi, Vince. is about drawing comics. I don't think he does. Well, he might do if he knows his names. In. I'm pretty sure his Vince star just went off. Yeah. So if Tony tells him we mentioned his name, he'll listen. So it's a bit like that thing they said about anything that they want Donald Trump to read. They have to put his name in every yeah. other sentence. So, not so you, to imply that Vince is like... you just Donald Trump. <laughs> he knows what he did. The name's Ryan. Vince Hunt, Donald Trump. That does kind there of... There you go. Yeah. This has gone off the rails really quickly. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Vince won't be appearing at the event anymore. <laughs> not anymore. He's just cancelled. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got two panels. One looking at drawing comics, one looking at writing comics. So, the first one up is the writing comics panel, which is moderated by Tony from The Awesome Pod who's going to be on his PG-13 Steven Seagal rather than his hard-18 Steven Seagal. His children-friendly Robocop TV series. Why? Why you got to start on the Robocop TV series? <sighs> Better than Robocop 3. Very true. And the remake that you've recently decided you liked. I did quite, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll mention that later. <laughs> I quite like it. Disgusting. So anyway, writing comics panel, we've got Andy Conduit-Turner, who's riding high on the success of Horde Comics issue 1. Uh, the mighty Sarah Millman. Hi, Millman. And um, the sharpest dressed man on the Comic Con circuit. Is. You can't miss him, Steve can you? Tanner um, from Flintlock and Sarah Millman, NCPT. NCPT. Oh, always. NPC. NPCT. And what's the card? One player character, NPC. <laughs> NCP. Yes, so OCPT. I was right. NCPT. <laughs> One player character, NPCT. See, it's one of those things, I know it until I think about it. <laughs> yeah, no. It's like I went, where I messed my leg out, I went, like, I went for a physio, and she went, right, I want you to go in front so I can watch you walk. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, how do I walk? It sounds like it's a weird fetish she had. Well, it's because I had a slight limp, and she wanted to know whether it was 
a force of habit limp mm. or a um a genuine caused by pain limp kind of thing <laughs> but because she was watching me walk i was really conscious of it and then <laughs> so it's a bit like when you type in mm. you blind type yeah absolutely. and yeah. then you start looking at the keys and that's when you start hitting all the wrong things because i'm aware of it so writing card <laughs> yeah so um say so starts about 12 be about half hour to an hour probably um just talking about not just how they write comics but how they think when they write comics sort of what they surround themselves with what their workspace is like for writing comics whether they do it on the train whether they have to set themselves up in a specific the whole process the whole kind of mindset and it's yeah. not telling you how to do it it's them telling you how they do it so that you can take there's nothing worse than saying I'm going to write this way because this is how they do it and that's how it should be done mm. it's about hearing hopefully they've all got different ways of writing different processes of writing different ways of thinking when they write and the same with the drawing one it's teaching you how to fish as opposed to giving you a fish exactly so biblical yeah, absolutely um, so yeah it's that and it's like I say there's nothing worse than those how to books that are like this is how you do it because I've always said that with those how-to books, you take the bits that work for you and you chuck the rest away. And you just Frankenstein it from various different things. And, yeah, that's what these are. So it's people who have been doing it for a while, writing comics, talking about their process, which hopefully will then give you enough information to go off and start thinking about how you're going to do it. Or maybe if you're already writing comics, thinking about a different way of doing it. So whether listening to music works for you, whether it doesn't, that sort of thing. Um, and then, like I say, same with the drawing one, which has got the awesome Susie Gander on it. So, so this is at one thirty. This is at one thirty, moderated by Vince Hunt. Hi, Vince. The Donald Trump of the awesome pod, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Because his name rhymes. <laughs> That's a horrible reason. Um... Um, the awesome Russell Olsen from um, Gateway City, which I picked up finally at Cardiff because I didn't get a chance to see him at Truly in Feb, and it's awesome. So I need to buy issues three and four from him at the summer event. Basically, all these people are there because I'm going to buy some from them. And um, making a rare panel appearance is Lorenzo Etherington, mm -hmm. who I think he knows a bit about drawing. You know, he, he does come across I mean, he tries, way, bless he? him. Um, He's one of those, the most talented nicest guys it just makes you sick <laughs> and so full of energy and according to my wife he's quite good looking too well never mind according to your wife he is he's stunning they both are <laughs> fair enough Stuart's <laughs> just come out ladies and gentlemen only for the Etherington brothers <laughs> can we get our t-shirts I'd be the filling in that sandwich <laughs> oh they're brothers <laughs> you wear a t-shirt no more jelly boots I'll come out for Lorenzo. <laughs> Twenty. All our panels are cancelled because we've individually sworn everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's just about a cut making. <laughs> it's not even gone out yet. They just know. <laughs> Everyone's sat there like tingles have gone down their spines. <laughs> Spidey sense of tingling. It's like somebody just said something horribly inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I say, they're going to be great for all ages, all abilities. Because I don't think you ever stop learning how to do something. No. Or stop thinking about the way you do things. Certainly I don't. I 
You probably do. You're at that point now. Sorry, I completely. Did you just give me a compliment? And I didn't hear you. <laughs> yep. Bastard. Slipped it in. Damn it. It's all right. I'll listen to it again. <laughs> so you're the one. Um. Yeah. No, you never stop taking in new information for how to do things. Or no, no, you don't. Never do. You even if you like, even if you listen to it and you're like, that doesn't sound like it ever work. I'm going to give it a go then. Mm. That kind of thing. So yeah, it's all ages, all abilities. Um, like I say, just fun, informal panel. I think Tony's actually preparing questions. Is he? He's actually doing homework. Wow. I know, that's more than we've ever done. For anything. We just throw shit to the wall. Mm. Um, so yeah, we've got those. And then we've got workshops. Yeah. So um, some artist named I Am Zoot. Zoot. What a great name. It is a great name. Obviously a Muppet fan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he, you are running the... I'll take over from here, Stuart. Okay, cracking. Right. Um, yeah, so I am doing for the third time, fourth time. And I he's think. not a good-looking artist. No. <laughs> I'm just good-looking. <laughs> um, um, yeah, you're not be... an artist. <laughs> I'm a piss artist. <laughs> I am doing a never uh, life drawing session with one of our cosplayers or oh, is it two cosplayers, two two cosplayers. cosplayers. Um, so the wasp and yellow jacket them. I apologise so uh, it's not I the worst it. thing that's happened that's on this true. podcast so far. this is I think this is the fourth time that we've done it uh, isn't it yeah the fourth time we've done it we did it once yes we've done two at the main two, Jubilee two, two, once two last years year. ago we did it and it was the first time we did it I was a bit sceptical about it it was a brilliant success yeah I don't need to we don't need to go into the uh, I don't think you've got enough clipboards there Andy yeah Story we'll again. get into that and then we did it Basically, last I was year right. <laughs> we did it last year outside Al Fresco um, did outside in the courtyard in a beautiful sun it was brilliant it was um, quite a few people turned up then we did it again in February at Troops. Even more people turned up. It was brilliant. It was rammed. We had to turn one or two people away. And then this year. <laughs> Not because it was rammed. We just didn't like the look of them. <laughs> didn't like them. They were, they, were, they were really good. They looked like they could draw. It's off. <laughs> what was Lorenzo? It's off, right? um, and then, yeah, and then we'll do it again this year. And it'd be great for them. We've got two models this time. Um, I, I might swap the timings around a little bit. So instead of having, we did like two minutes to five minutes to ten minutes and twenty minutes, I might change that round and maybe just do two. 10 minutes, maybe some action poses. So, and before you think, shit, I'm going to have to draw two people, oh, you can pick not. one. Yeah. Do whatever you want you to do. You can do both, you can do one or the other. You can or you can... the face, you can draw a hand or a foot or anything like that. And it's just great fun. And don't go, you know, oh, I'm not going to come That's the great thing draw. about life drawing, I suppose. A lot of people think that you have to draw the whole person. Yeah, absolutely not. And it doesn't matter what medium you use, you can use pencils. I've taken my graphics tablet to life drawing before now and everything like that. Yeah, we'll have like pencils and paper and we will supply yeah clipboards but feel free if to you want to bring your own sketchbook or clipboards once i don't know if you've ever mentioned that um we might need to order some more actually yeah if you want to bring your own pads please welcome do, do anything you want so well, i think we've got half an hour slot haven't we isn't my half an hour it's slot? roughly half an hour but it can run so i'll probably probably end up doing maybe a 30 minutes and a 30 minute one i think perhaps this time so we said we can we have some action poses however long the the um models can hold poses for and it'd be great. Don't worry, you know, don't come along. Oh, I'm not going to turn up. I'm not going to help out because I can't draw. I'm not going to, you know, take part because I can't draw. That's kind of what it's all about. You know, it doesn't matter. I'll be there to... As with everything some... we do, it's not a, uh, I can't do that no, event. It's a, Everyone's going oh, to I fancy having a go at that. Yeah. It's about trying something different. Rather than paying X amount to go to a life drawing class, mm. you can do it for free as part of the event. And 
whether you just do stick men or you do them as cartoon style or just use it as a reference for posing whatever you want to do it's just about getting involved and trying it trying something different and just you know being a part of it that way Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to swig a drink so you better eat better eat better eat Jay baby so yeah it's a great fun and I'll be there to try to give tips and tricks if I can not that I you know not that I know too many tips and tricks not that I'm willing to say anyway but no come along it'll be good fun and then after me is it after me uh, I need to work out the timings. Okay, but possibly at some point, rather before or after me. It'll probably be after you because Milmo's in the writing comics. Oh, yeah. So okay, after me, uh, Milmo's taking over, and she will be doing a her mini zine. Is it mini zine? Creating a zine, creating like she did at uh, True Believers. Look, this year that was brilliant. So, so it's a little basically a little mini comic, isn't it? That yes, you'll paper. basically get a sheet of A4 paper and you'll fold it down into a little mini zine and then she'll talk you through so again it's not in depth it's not oh I don't know how to tell a story I she'll have story ideas if you need them she'll be it, like I say it's for everyone um, whether you can or can't do the draw or write or whatever um, it's just about opening up that thought process mm. and what goes into creating a thing and if you've got any interest in creating comics whether you're young or old skilled not skilled it's a great way of sort of dusting off the cobwebs or you know breaking down that barrier of how to do it and hopefully you know opening the door to wider things then you could end up giving us money because you owe it because we made it and we made you I don't think it works that way does it not? no I don't think we can ever claim we made anybody. Okay. Well, I suppose I could claim I half made my two kids. But... <laughs> you were involved, allegedly. <laughs> I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, so the summer... And then away from that, we'll have our drop-in table throughout the day where we'll have the Draw Something Sunday jam sheet. Oh yeah. We're going to have... So, um, we've got some build a superhero worksheets that you can do on the day or take away. I bought some colouring sheets for kids who want to colour in. Um, we might have a couple of other bits going on on there as well, but that's there throughout the day. You can just drop in, do a quick scribble, go off. Or if you just want to take a break and do something, all that's there for you as Cause, well. Because it'll be a Sunday, so we want to do a draw something similar like yeah. on the website. Yeah, so we did that last year and that was really popular. It was good, yeah. Um, so we'll have the tables, we've got Andy Bloor, Nick Prolix, obviously Milmo, Susie Gander, awesome pod guys. He's doing this without a list, by the way. Etherington Brothers. Where's the list um, somewhere I can't see? No. Um, Tiny Noggins, who's been posting up the stuff she was telling. She's got like a little Nick Cage book and a Morrissey one. Oh, right. Um, they look ace, so that's well worth checking out. A um, couple of back-issue comic sellers. Uh, and then... The South Range is pretty much full of artists. I took you out of the South Range. Cause... I noticed. Well, it's because hopefully from your table we'll have some copies of Tales from Beyond Infinity to flog. Is the South Range up on the banister? No. You've got North Range and Upper North, and South Range is the scriptorium. Oh, I see. I get you now. Sorry. Yeah. So and then we've got some people selling toys and that, and we'll have the cosplay stuff going on as well. And we're gonna have a big sheet that's I love cosplay because in the middle, oh, and right. people can write. 
He has it. I have it. I just realised you're wearing shorts. It's my pyjamas. Oh my god, he's in his pyjamas. <laughs> it's after six. Yeah, so we got a big sheet of card. Oh, I love it. It's going to go out. Just be out there throughout the day and people can write on there why they love cosplay, whether it's that they're a cosplayer or they just like looking at cosplay. Oh, I really like that. I've not seen that before. So we'll have that going on as well. Um, Chevy and Steph and the Celebrate Cosplay team are going to be running workshops throughout mm-hmm. the day. Um, we're looking at... Is Chevy going to be the model? Yes, with... I can't remember the guy's name, but he'll be Yellow Jacket. Mm-hmm. They've smartly chosen black leather for all their costumes. It'd be hot. I know. <laughs> I'll show you how to put sweat patches. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that episode of Friends with Ross with the leather trousers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, and loads of other cosplayers there as well, hopefully, and we'll get the big cosplay group photo like we did last year. Oh, yeah. Um, Fiona Lord's going to be there taking photos as well. If you go on the Celebrate Cosplay page, you can see the galleries of the stuff she's done over the last few years with us, um, which she takes lovely photos. It's almost worth cosplaying just to get a really nice photo. Um, so, yeah, that'll be at Blackfriars Priory in Gloucester on Sunday the 5th of August from 11am to 4pm. Tickets are £3.50 each. Uh, you can get them online at the website at oktruebelievers.com forward slash tickets. Or if you prefer to buy on the door, that is absolutely fine. Um, if, if anyone knows Gloucester but isn't quite sure where Blackfriars is. It's... If you come in, it depends which way you're coming from, but it's just across the road from the docks. If you're coming from the docks, if you come in through town, it's down the alley next to... Is it Pizza Express? Uh, no, it's... No. Um, Prezzo. Prezzo. Prezzo, no. Yeah. Um, the alley next to Prezzo, just On down South there. South Street. Yeah. Um, or if you're coming by car, there's a car park next to it at Lady Belgate Street, but be careful which side you park in, because they're... Different prices. Technically two different car parks. And there's also an NCP at the end, isn't there? There is. Or if you park in the main car park in town, the multi-story above the shopping centre. Yeah. That's cheap on a Sunday, or it's been free the last few weeks. Oh, that's actually, and there's minutes away from there as well. You just again, you just come out, yeah, cut through, come out of the Southgate Street entrance to the shopping centre, turn left, and just walk down, and then you'll see the alley. We'll get some signs up as well. We'll get some signs on that lamppost. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I say, whether you buy your tickets in advance or on the door, we don't care. But if you can come along and support the event, we'd love to see you there. Um, yeah, it's our last event of 2018. And then it's moving on to 2019. Um, And then the future. Mm. So 2019, table applications have been coming in and some people have started having their booking information. Uh, If you haven't had your booking information yet, don't panic. I'm just a little bit behind with this event kicking off. Um, And we've been building the jam poster as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I worked on that this week. So we put a post on the awesome podcast um, Facebook page. Asking if anyone was interested, you put a template up. Yeah, I basically thought that, like the first two or three years, we sort of had a standard True Believers template, didn't we? Yeah. Then last year we tried. I did a picture that was lots of different comic book characters, and we tried that um, just as something different. And then this year, I thought as a way of sort of celebrating that we're not just a comic con; we're a community event. To throw it out to the community to, to help with the poster. Yes, because you couldn't be asked to do it. Be and I couldn't be asked to do it. Yeah, I just thought 
these people will do. Mm. You know, went for lesser talent, obviously. Of course. Um, no, I just thought it'd be nice to different styles for different characters and just mashing it up into one thing. I, I saw how well the um, Awesome Pod Jampies yeah. print came out, small press one, and thought that would be really nice as a event poster. And uh, Yeah, and I thought it creates a bit more work for Andy. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And that's what I'm all about, just making your life difficult. Mm. Reminding me that you're there. So, so yeah, so that's been coming on, and you've been putting that together. I put that together. I think it's looking really good so far. Um, it had to be jiggled about a little bit, um, but no, it worked It worked really well. So I think we filled all the slots but one. Yeah, but I don't think we need any more, do we? No, I don't think we do, I think. And, um, yeah, no, I think it's come together really nicely from what I've seen of it so far. We had a bit of a theme this year, didn't we, because we aren't at our usual home next Yes, because we're on the move. We're on the move. So we're kind of having that on the move theme with the poster. So yeah, it will, will be hopefully be revealed very soon. Yeah, well, the plan is to reveal it at the summer variant. Yeah, at least the art, not the full poster. So a bit like we, because we're going to reveal the Tales Two cover as well, mm-hmm. aren't we? Which is uh by um, Andy Clift and looks ace. So hopefully it's working with putting the masthead and everything else on for you. Will, will that need to be done by Cinema Variant? If possible, if not, we'll just release the artwork. Okay. Okay, no problem. I'm going to wait till three days before and then give you a <laughs> shitload of jobs. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's all going nicely so far. Um, a bit trepidatious, a bit like starting again new mm. with a new venue, but we didn't want to take a year off, so... We found somewhere new, and yeah, looking forward to it. I think it's it's going to be it's. I think definitely this new venue has got potential to be a really good event. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. I think it's better laid out. I think it is smaller, but it's. I think it's your more average Comic Con, isn't it? That average, average is the wrong word. It Usually. feels more like the old school. Yeah, because it's in the hotel rooms that it's in. There's no natural. There's no windows. There's no natural light. So it feels very much like the pictures of the early days of San Diego Comic-Con, mm. where they were in a hotel basement. So it's got that sort of feel. Um, we've worked out how the tables are going to go, and that's all sorted. We've got need to work out the logistics on other things. Um, we're trying to work out a way to do some form of cosplay catwalk, even if it's not a full catwalk. There will be something there. And yeah... I think hopefully with everything being a bit more compact, more people will go to the panels because they'll be closer. And yeah, hopefully it's something to build on or at least something to keep it going. So what's the dates? The date? For the 2019 one? 2019. Is the 2nd of February 2019. And then beyond that, there will be changes coming. Okay. Um... There possibly won't be a summer variant next year. Um, whether we do away with the summer variant, I think at the moment the climate that we're in, Comic Con wise, setting up having two Comic Cons running from one organizer isn't necessarily the smartest move. Um, we had a plan where we wanted to be sort of in five years, and we want to start working towards the next phase of where we want the event to go. In still having the main con but what the other things we want to be doing 
I'm building more on the inspiring and nurturing, for want of a better term, mm -hmm. creativity. And so we're looking at taking it that way. Um, like I say whether it's feasible, we're gonna once we've got a solidish plan, get some feedback on it and see whether it is a feasible idea. And yeah, sort of looking to go in that way. Um, it doesn't mean the summer variant's gone completely. It just means it won't be around for you. Plus, you've through doing True Believers, more doors have been opened for both of us mm -hmm. to try new things and they are as time consuming as trying to run two events in a year yeah um plus I think possibly hitting a little bit of burnout yeah I don't know about you but was... it's pretty exhausting and I think if we're not 100% committed to putting on an event 100% solely focused on it mm. it's time to sort of strip it back a bit you don't want to get to the the phase where you're just kind of phoning it in every yeah day. no because nobody deserves that no. as an event as an event organiser you should be 100% committed and not even a little bit thinking about your attention wandering kind of thing because that's when you get to the point where you just start letting people down um, which brings us on to the mailer because <laughs> <laughs> I, I had some feedback from. Oh, did you? Not last week's, the weeks before. Mm -hmm. From him. Oh, it was it was an anonymous. I deleted the thing. I don't know whether it was viewable to public or whether it just came through to my thing. Okay. But it was blatantly somebody just fishing for a fight. But not in the mailer that went out this week. The one that went out last week. I basically addressed the way events are selling tickets. Right. Because. There was an event that will remain nameless that somebody I know had commented on, so it came up on my newsfeed. And they basically said the week before the event happened, if we don't start selling tickets, we're going to have to cancel. The week before. And it kind of highlighted a pattern I've noticed of certain events using guilt to try and get people to buy tickets. Kind of like, you know, if we have if we don't get sell enough tickets, we have to cancel and it's all your fault. And certain events using aggressive sort of sales posts. Like, not threatening aggressive, but like, you know, if you buy your tickets on the door, you're not supporting this event kind of thing. Essentially. And we're in a climate now where you have to understand that people just don't buy tickets for things in advance anymore. Or not as many people do as they used to. Because there's so many events that are either waiting until the week before and cancelling. Or just taking people's money and running. And people are a bit more dubious about backing it. The whole thing with London Horror Comic Con kind of kicked off. And I basically had somebody message me telling me that if I knew anything about running an event, I'd understand that these tactics are necessary. And like I say, it was somebody that was like, I am an event organiser. No name, no what event they organise. But it was quite nice to get some feedback. Mm. <laughs> it's quite nice to know somebody reads shit I do. So it needs to be somebody on the mailing list then? No, because you can read it. Oh, I see. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because every Wednesday I put up a link to the previous week's one on, mm. the, on the website. So you can go through that and then go back through the archive and read older ones if you wish to, or newer ones, depending on what you've clicked through for. 
And um, yeah, like I say, it was just somebody trolling. But I didn't even bother responding. Sometimes I like to respond with a comic thing that pretty much shuts them down. Just got I completely agree with you. But but yeah, I think there is a wider issue with conventions at the moment. Um, I think there are more poorly thrown together ones that are having a knock-on effect to ones that are well put together. And like I say, I think it's affecting the way people buy tickets for events. I think more people are pay the extra couple of quid to buy a, buy a ticket on the door and know that the event is definitely happening rather than buying a ticket in advance and then going to go to the thing and finding out it's been cancelled and you spend X amount of money on trains and hotels or whatever um, it's just no way of running a business <laughs> I kind of think I basically said in the thing I wrote that you reach a point of no return where if you're not prepared to cover the money you might lose you shouldn't be running the event there comes a cut off point where you have to cancel and refund everybody that's back supported you so far because that's the main issue is people aren't getting their money back because the companies that set them up are just being like you know oh, no we've uh, put ourselves into liquidation you won't get your money and the trust has been broken down I think so, but yeah, anyway, the mailer. <laughs> it's full of fun topics like that. <laughs> Light-hearted stuff. Well, it is sometimes. <laughs> it's, yeah, basically an excuse for an over-opinionated arsehole to... And at no point in it do I claim that I know the answers. I just... The way I see it offer up potentially better ways of doing things or different ways of doing things nicer ways of doing things I've dug a hole haven't I yeah carry on <laughs> but you know what I mean though I'm not being a dick for once no <laughs> but well did you follow any of the London Horror Comic Con the London Horror Con I didn't know it was happening until you mentioned it I didn't again until it came up on somebody shared it saying it was a shame it was gone and then I sort of fell down the rabbit hole mm. and no event organiser wants to be in a hole where they've pretty much got a barricade and run away. I don't think... But it, it looked like an event that was set up to pay for the shortcomings of a previous event. And it looked like they'd expanded too quickly and set up three or four events throughout the year without f properly thinking it through. Because celebrity guests are expensive. Mm. It's another reason we don't touch them. <laughs> what guests do they have? Uh, I think they had the guy from who played is it Alex in the Chucky films, the kid from the first three films. I've not seen any of the Chucky films. I've only seen a couple, um, but yeah, they had him because he wrote his review of the event was fairly scathing and sort of threw oh, wow. more fuel on the fire. Yeah. But it doesn't help when the event organizer comes out. People were complaining and making threats, which making threats is a dick thing to do. But I understand the anger, but making threats is where you start to lose people but their points were valid in that you know they had been ripped off why should I pay money to dig you out of a hole mm. set up a GoFundMe if you want to be dug out of a hole and to be fair if you're honest with the community they will generally get behind you they'll want their money back but they'll be more understanding that it might take time to get it 
that it's not going to be an instantaneous thing. It's like um, is it the Dunfreen one? The snow meant they had to cancel their event in February. And well, yes, people wanted their money back because they came out and were honest and said, we will get people their money back, but it will take time. A lot of people said, I don't want to refund, keep the money, I'm happy to support the event. And a lot of people set up a GoFundMe page to help them cover the cost for the money they'd lost. Because this community that surrounds these events is an amazing community. For all the f- headaches that it can sometimes give you, if you're honest with them, their support has been amazing. I've done. You've probably found it through doing True Believers as well. Mm. Is that the community is a wonderful thing? Yeah, there really is a massive sense. When, when we go to these, um, you know, all the events that we've been to, like the Cardiff one, there is proper sense of community there. It's lovely. There is, and people recognise you, and people yeah ignore me, ignore you. Well, they don't ignore you; they buy your shit. That's true. <laughs> There's a fundamental flaw in our business strategy. I'm paying for the table and you're making the money. <laughs> I don't see a problem with that. I see no flaw. I don't, because I'm just so pleased you're actually out there fucking putting yourself out there now. And that it's opening doors for you. Like the whore that I am. Like the whore that you are, and like the pimp that I am. <laughs> Except I'm not skimming any money off the top like a proper pimp. Yeah, you're not doing it right. Damn it. Never going to get that zoot suit. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, if you want to sign up to the mailer and see what shitstorm I'm kicking up this week, um, it's uh, tinyletter.com uh, tiny forward slash troops. I don't know, I've never read it. Have you not? <laughs> that explains why this shit gets that out when I send it to you to proofread. Um, but yeah, no, it's... And it's basically... I do an introduction, we do some True Believers news. There's a blog nerds who haunt themselves thing which you've written a couple mm. need to get you writing some more again because I'm causing trouble <laughs> you can get some heat and yeah then we do a meanwhile so we promote a kickstarter that's caught our eye or this week Sarah Harris wrote about the Upfest street art festival yeah. which looks superb it's amazing. she showed me a sneak peek of some of her work she's been doing she's an amazing painter yeah I was kind of like, what happens to that one when you're done? And she was like, oh, it's my practice board, so I just... I was like, that seems a shame. Send me a photo of it when it's finished, please. Because <laughs> it it's a stunning piece. So the Lost Dog stuff is really mm-hmm. good. She's got a Lost Dog page, which you should check out. If you search Lost Dog on Facebook, it'll come up. Or Lost Dogs. Um, it'll come up on there. But yeah, her work is really good. And Upfest looks really, really interesting. Apparently Matt Gronin's going to be there. Wow. I know. It's Tempting to pop up on Sunday, so well down it's Bristol. That's incredible. Apparently, he's a big fan of street art. Mm. So whether that's true or not, mm. but that was the rumor that I'd heard. So, but no, Upfest Saints might be worth checking out. Yeah, maybe you and me can wow. go down there. Where? It's Saturday and Sunday this week, or Monday. There, everything gets displayed before because mm. it's painting on the day. The professionals or guest painters or whatever it is their stuff gets kept mm. but everything else is then upcycled and painted on again so it is purely about creating art on the day and then it's gone which I don't think I'd have the heart to paint over something I'd painted if I liked it mm. or to paint over somebody else's work with my inferior 
nerds drawings. But but no, it seems like a really cool event. So that's in Bristol this weekend. Again, if you search Upfest on Facebook, you'll get all the information. Or subscribe to the mailer or click the link to our mailer and you can read the archive and find the links in there. Um, but yeah, so any troop stuff you want to shout about? Draw something Sunday still? Yeah, every I have contributed for a while on that one. I know. I'm going to get back onto that one. Um, I shared that on the awesome page and we got some more people. Gareth. Yeah, did good old Gareth. shared his thing. Yeah, I like Gareth. But I'd really like to see that really start to pick up more. Mm. I mean, we regularly pull in about what four or five people on a slow weekend, and about ten plus on a busier one. Which the heat, we could we could look at giving it its own brand, make a real big thing of it. Yeah, I just think it's sort of getting the word out there mm. and reminding people that it's happening, kind of thing. Yeah, well, I've forgotten about it. No, I know because I tag you in a post every week. <laughs> but I mean, it's not a be all and end all thing. It's more about just giving people an excuse to think about drawing. Yeah, and it gets people. You know, hopefully, it gets people drawing more often as well. You know, like every week. And so, and some people do an all day epic. Some people yeah. just knock together a quick ten minute thing. I enjoy it. It's how I end my Sundays now. Mm. I spend the afternoon doing the mailer and then evening doing which I did a Shazam one this week which I was really pleased with how it came out mm. it came out quite nicely so and yeah it's been encouraging to get me to draw as well talking about your drawings tell us about your nerds about my nerds yeah <laughs> not your nerds your nerds oh my nerds um yeah I basically started a, my wife bought me a sketchbook from the book club oh, people at work Can we so, the pages so I just started I thought I might use this for a project. Yeah, I do have a bit of a problem with this, I'll be honest. Which is? I seem to be the fall guy for every bloody one of them. Oh, so I'm going to go through them, okay? So we got uh, the logo for, for this podcast you're listening to now. Uh, me and Stuart as Pac-Man ghosts, basically. Ghosts. No no trademark infringement on... Okay, computer game. <laughs> 1980s computer game ghosts addicted they, to pills. They, they have a Pac-Man-ish. <laughs> uh, so, yeah... You've done little look the, the, these ghosts in different scenarios, and um, well, it basically the first one I did was just a scribble to celebrate our trip to Cardiff, which I realised I'd drawn me on the wrong side of the car. Yeah, you're dri- I'm driving, and, and I'm driving down the middle of the road, <laughs> the road. mainly and because for some reason I, we're leaving Cardiff. Well, I figured, you know, <laughs> it's Wales; they do things backwards. You should put it in wash underneath it. Uh, we're also it's on a- the back. Oh, I see, of course. <laughs> Clever. So that's the first one. So it's, I'm in the passenger seat and then you're driving, which is fine, you know, because it both we're both in the same light, you know, that's fine. And then the next one, you're Batman and I'm fucking Robin. So already there's a bit of a superior superiority, I can't even say that word, going on because, you, you know, I'm the sidekick. Right, I'll let Does you go right? through them and then I will explain the reason why. Okay. So the, the next one. I've had my face sucked off by a face like a chameleon. And you're looking at there, like, not helping me at all. You're just kind of staring at me, dying. Okay? This is fine. I'm a fan of the aliens. I can appreciate this. That's okay. The next one, I've got a chest burst coming at me, and I'm obviously about to die. Is your celebrating? Okay? Well, it's no, the aliens' ce- birthday. Right. And what did you think could happen after you had a face hooker on you? Okay. Let's go to the next one. The next one is okay. This is really cool, actually. I'm laughing at you in a in a power loader, 
As I'm getting bishoped. Yeah, you're basically getting bishoped. It sounds like a sex. Type of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting bishoped. Uh, this is yeah, actually probably my favourite one because I seem so happy because I've got a big robo seat on. And you're dying. <laughs> well, you're in the power loader. Absolutely. Um, the next one is a bit of a Mission Impossible theme, where I'm sweating when there's a mouse. Is that in the film? I yes, you got them to watch. You should. They're amazing. I love. Apart from I'm not a fan of three, everybody seems to love three, but I'm not a fan. Oh, because hi Chris. Chris was talking about it. He just binge watched them all, and he wasn't a fan of two. Two's not great, but I. The more I watch it, the more I enjoy it. He said he went to see the last one yesterday, and he said, "I don't want to know. I don't want to know." All he, all he told me was there's a, um, there's a stunt in that, that blew him away, and it isn't the skydiving one. Um, it was a different one. He said he. He was just on a slight side note. Have you seen? I shared it on my Facebook page. The License to Kill trailer, where somebody's recut it to the style of the Mission Impossible Fallout trailer. No, I haven't. I haven't with the Imagine Dragons. No, trailer. I haven't. Is that good? It's fucking. I'll show it you after yeah, the yeah, podcast. Yeah. But. So anyway, so we got Mission. Let's do the Mission Impossible. So basically, you're the Jean Reno character, and you're Tom Cruise. And I'm. T- well, it's because I needed somebody wearing glasses for the sweat drip. Of course, it's a key thing in the film. Right. My kids suggested the next one. I'm Luigi to your Mario. Yes. It's because there's an M in my surname. There's no L in my surname. No, but... Let's carry on. <laughs> okay, you're going to get eaten first. This is the Pac-Man. You just told me it wasn't bloody Pac-Man ghosts, and you've drawn this as Pac-Man ghosts. Well, it seemed logical. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was split with this one, because I appreciate it. So I'm about to get mown down by Ed209 from Robocop. Which as I your Robocop. Is, but I figured if out of the two, you'd rather go at the hands of Ed209. <laughs> than be Robocop. Well, Robocop destroys Ed209, and I know how much you know it. So Ed209. Did he say to your wife, this is how he'd want to go? And I've got the tiniest little bloody gun growing out of my nose. I, yeah, okay. All right, I'll, I'll give you that one. I like that one a lot. <laughs> right. This was retaliation. <laughs> yeah, I did at one point. I, I did. What did I do? I did Under Siege. You did I? Under Siege. I was Erica Hellenat popping out of the cake. Yeah, and I was seeing a girl with a, with a chef's hat on. Throwing up. <laughs> yeah, and I had censored up. boobies. Yeah. So you did one, uh, Man with the Golden Gun? No, no Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Sorry, Goldfinger. Yeah. And I'm in a freaking bikini dressed in gold. That also means I'm dead then, doesn't it? Because didn't she suffocate or something? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we'll you are aware after. you can never masturbate to that bit from Under Siege again. I never did. But you know, should the option ever come up, <laughs> I've got the drawing now. It's fine. <laughs> You've ruined that for everyone. I've got the uncensored version. This um, was a second retaliation. The next one. No. No. You missed one. No. It must be after that. From the skip. Yes. I, no. Right. So I was really <sighs> pleased with this. Yeah. So I'm being eaten by a shark now. You're Robert Shaw. I'm Robert Shaw being eaten by Jaws. And you're a smile, you son of a bitch. Yep. In a in the shark cage with a shotgun. And I called the boat the Lois and Clark. Clark. Very good. Let's move on. <laughs> now this was my second retaliation. I'm also vomiting in this one and I am drawing you like one of my French girls. Yes, I am Rose from Titanic. Yep. Yeah, with, with the heart necklace, the heart of the sea was a heart of the ocean. Or yeah, it's a heart. Yeah, 
I quite like that one actually. I like the green tinge of my cheeks as I'm about to puke all over you. Uh, oh, that's nice. Oh, wait, I was just playing around with facial expressions. Squiffy toads. So, is this the Seven Dwarfs? <laughs> so, <laughs> Peter Sleep Crow. And I was practicing with drawing with a blue pencil. Wow. Yeah, I appreciate that one. Yeah, I thought you slash and your axle. Because <laughs> I'm a prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like your bandana. Uh, what else we got? Is it? So what's that from? Is that? Is it safe? No. No, that was just my. Uh, You're just about to. It was not years the NHS. Oh, okay. So I just did us as surgeons. But why? Well, okay, but I'm being but very. But you're, you're worried because I've got a needle. Mm-hmm. I've not seen that one. That must have been Independence Day. Yes. Have I seen this one? I don't know. I like that one. That's awesome. We got the really cool um, uh, Independence Day alien, and I'm on that on on a MacBook. Are these deliberately Batman? Maybe. That's very cool. So yeah, sorry, this was Independence Day and I'm on my MacBook and then there's an alien. Which I drew on Independence Day whilst watching the film Independence Day. But not (laughs) Independence Day Resurgence. Because fuck that film. Terrible, terrible, terrible film. (laughs) They all float down here. Um, I just realised I've got one arm. Yes. You're Georgie. I'm Georgie. Yeah, so this is it, because I, I, you saw it as well. I loved it. I loved it. We loved it. I loved it. And uh, so we've got the sewer tunnel in the background, and there's a balloon, a red balloon, and I've got a little SS Handy boat. I haven't got one arm. But seeing as I never had arms in the first place... Yes, well, I know. This is. A... <laughs> but then how do we hold things? That's true. And you're also complaining about being dead when you're a ghost. Nothing can kill you. Oh yeah, that is true. Well, obviously, I've died about five times already. The tremors. That's really. I like that one. I've not seen that one. Have you not? That's no. one of my favourites. No, I really like that. So we got tremors, and we've got really cool Pac-Man tremor a graboid coming through the ground. And um, yeah, I like that one a lot. Very cool. Lots of. Very this orange. is probably making for really boring audio. I don't care. I really, really enjoyed it. But to be fair, if you go to the Nerds Who Haunt Themselves Facebook page, you can scroll through them as Andy talks to them. Yeah. Oh yeah, do that. And I've definitely not seen that one before. Oh, yes, I have. That was Steve Ditko. Wasn't my it? Ditko one. My in honour of Steve Ditko. Yeah. I'm Doctor Strange, and you're Spider Man. I'm Spider Man. And I've done a Ditko-ish background. Very. Ditko-ish. That's because I did that creeper for Draw Something Sunday, and just mm. really enjoyed doing a Ditko background. Mm. So I thought I'd do it again. Yeah, so I'm Spidey and you're Strange. And I'm bowed a blo- with the Star Trek and I'm wearing a red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it never ends badly for red it shirts. <laughs> no, absolutely. Okay, skip, moving on. Skip. Okay, I'm Wolverine. And then I made it up to That's you. pretty cool. I'm Wolverine and you're Cyclops. And I'm Cyclops because people don't know whether they like Cyclops or not. Yeah, but everyone loves Wolverine. Everybody does love all snakes. Look at you don't shit those of these. <laughs> this, this, Tony sent me a sneak preview of a piece he was writing for a magazine. Um, and it basically plays up his, uh, the gag whenever Tony comes to a con is that he's going to get bring his trainer mm-hmm. and it's going to do a sign and he's basically built up a story around the trainer now. So I did some fan art in honour of it. There's me and you 
looking in, in this amazement as there was a trainer as a star guest charging £20 for an autograph or £80 for a photo. Do you know how much Steven Seagal is charging? Uh, I saw one. It's like £15 for a talk, isn't it? Is that £15 to talk to him or £15 to no, go to a to talk he's in, given? to sit in to a talk. And uh, 85 quid for a photo. See, because almost 15 quid for like five minutes to talk to Steven Seagal is kind of worth it. Yeah. No, this was to sit in for the talk. Me and, um, me and Craig did a Stan Lee talk, and I think that was 20 quid. We sat down and had a talk with Stan Lee. And didn't talk to him directly. He was doing the talk. What the fuck's going on with Stan Lee as well? I know. It's horrible. Mm. Let's get back to the silly Sorry. drawings. Silly drawings. I think that might be it for now. Is that it? Yeah, because I've been so busy with troop stuff that... But my plan for this is I started doing it just as a way to unwind at the end of the day, but I might... Wind me up. And wind you up. Right, the reason that these things happen is because, <laughs> for you, is because you always be, seem to be the one who suffers from my stupid ideas. Right. So it was a play on that. So why the pinky to your brain? Basically, yes. Mm. But yeah, but I've, I've enjoyed doing these, so what I might redo with some of them is maybe redo the ones I like the best and maybe make like a little postcard book, mm. like postcards from Nerdum. Why redo? Why can't why not use them? Because they were only done rough. So? We've got different numbered tentacles on them. Well, yeah, I suppose I could. Different re- number tentacles? Yeah, sometimes he's got like six, sometimes he's got four. Ghosts don't have tentacles. We know what I mean, the little ghosty bottom bit. Feet. The wobbly bit. The, the wobbly bit, yeah. Plus, I'm not sure if some of these infringe on copyrights. No, they don't, because they're in your style. So yeah, that was a long and boring talk through of my sketchbook. <laughs> and that's it for the show. Bye. <laughs> so yeah, we need to quickly race through some other things then because I'm conscious we're about to hit an hour mark. Already, blimey. My name's not Mark. Is it not? No. Yeah. Like, my wife will be out. happy. <laughs> so, right. Comic stuff. So we mentioned Steve Ditko. Yeah. So it seems natural to sort of talk about... Were you a Ditko fan? Um, I kind of not. It's not something that until really doing True Believers that I kind of got to appreciate his work. So you. For me, I was aware of Ditko, but I wouldn't call myself a Ditko fan until I saw that Jonathan Ross documentary in about two thousand and seven. Yeah, that's when he went and interviewed him, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, not that you could film it, but and yeah, I just fascinated by his work. Like I say. Ditko's backgrounds like Doctor Strange did a really nice job the movie of Doctor Strange did a really nice job of bringing that to life mm. but and you sort of forget the it impact was, he had there was one in Redenrock as well wasn't there the background of um, one of the Grandmasters yeah that's Thrones was actually one of his uh, Ditko's artwork that psychedelic yeah Ditko Kirby mm. space stuff it was that oh, it could be Kirby actually not Ditko I think it was Kirby so they both had similar mm. out their styles, but their own unique sort of thing. But yeah, um, it was one of those things. A lot of people celebrate Kirby more. Ditko just sort of disappeared mm. from the comic scene. He didn't enjoy what he was doing anymore, and just went off and did his own thing. So, but without Ditko, you wouldn't have the Spider-Man, you know. Um, Ditko's influence is heavily in the latest Spider-Man movies. Mm. Those eyes in Civil War. Yeah. Straight out of Ditko. Yeah. Being able to give emotion. 
but and he was just this amazing enigma of a comic artist there's there's great comic artists that uh, they pop up in every comic documentary there's something about Ditko that because he was never interviewed there's only about three photos of him yeah. I think he just never really did interviews he never appeared in anything um, even the In Search of Steve Ditko documentary he's not in it <laughs> um, it's yeah there was just a mystery to the man and just the idea of somebody who was kind of like I've created or co-created all these awesome characters and I'm walking away so how did the, 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 the Jonathan Ross documentary go then if he wasn't actually in it was it was it basically Jonathan Ross talking about the interview after he did it it was basically a celebration of Steve Ditko's work and his influence on Spider-Man, that sort of thing, and then looking at his post-Marvel stuff, his stuff with DC, that sort of thing. And then he basically goes to New York, tries to interview him, or tries to see him, he says no, so he rings him up. Mm. Or he rings him up to interview him, uh, to ask if he can go up and speak to him. And Steve Ditko says no. So then him and Neil Gaiman just decide that as they're outside the building they know which door is his door to just go in and knock on his door. Mm. But obviously they don't film that. And it's quite nice that they do it, that they didn't go up with the camera crew. Um, I mean, there are those that would argue that the man had already said, no, don't go bothering him. But I think one of the things that comes across from what people say about Steve Ditko is that he really enjoyed talking about comics. Mm. He just took a little bit of warming up. So, so they actually managed to talk to him. So they actually managed to talk to him, and they say, you know, that they talk to him about things, but obviously they don't go into detail. Mm. Um, but it's just a really nice celebration. It's, again, back to the mailer a little while ago. Ironically, not long before Steve Ditko died, I pointed out that there's just not enough programs about comics on telly anymore, and I pointed that in search of Steve Ditko documentary as the kind of programs that should be getting made mm. things that celebrate comics that aren't just your usual pow comics kind of cliche thing that usually happens and um yeah it's just a really nice celebration and Steve Ditko created one of my all time favourite two of my all time favourite characters which is the question and the creeper I love the creeper um again he was a character I discovered through Batman and then he was in an episode of Batman the Animated Series. I was just a massive fan of this bizarre, fucking insane character whose power really just seemed to be that he could do a scary laugh. <laughs> but it's just such a great character. Um, but yeah, no, it's wonderful. And there was... I can't remember, it might have been Tony Esmond from Awesome Pod who said it, or it might have been in something else, but just the idea that Steve Ditko was still out there somewhere creating stuff mm. it was just oddly comforting and it's a really nice thing I mean I tried to write a thing about it because for the mailer I was going to write a thing because it was Bill Waterston's birthday and I'm a massive Gavin and Hobbs fan that's a you mm-hmm. so I wanted to write a piece about that but then it was also John Byrne's birthday so I wanted to write a piece about that because a huge part of my love of Superman is the John Byrne era and then Steve Ditko died, so I kind of amalgamated all three together because I couldn't really find the words to celebrate any of them. <laughs> so I just sort of mashed the whole thing together and just did a thing that was in honour of all of them in the hope that, you know, people would read it and go off and discover Ditko or Calvin and Hobbes or whatever. And, um, yeah, but there were some really nice things written about him. And, I, you know, 
the effect he had on people's lives. And it's that weird thing of when somebody dies, you get all these great things come out of people talking about what it meant to them. And which, there's that little thing of you making it about yourself, but it's the small personal stories that make up the bigger picture, I think. And yeah, I just wonderful art. I've got a World of Steve Ditko book for my birthday. But I'm not allowed to look at it until my birthday. She's a friend of us now. So it technically is. I could look at it. Well you could technically, but then I'd have to cut your eyes out. Yeah. So but yeah, so that was a that was a sad loss. And like I say, with the stuff that's going on with Stanley as well, mm-hmm. sort of reaching that point where there's not many from that sort of golden middle period of comic creation. Sort of around the silver bronze age there aren't many left it's a huge part of comic history that's disappearing that's not really being documented as well because a lot of those guys their original art was just destroyed because mm. the DC and Marvel the pages didn't hold any value so they were just trashed uh, uses ink blotters or whatever can you imagine that now yeah. you're ink blotting on a Steve Ditko <laughs> or a Jack Kirby or something um but yeah, so it's sort of a big part of that history that's sort of going. But but yeah, um, so yeah, that was really sad. But like I say, this weekend we had San Diego Comic Con, which was a, it didn't really catch. None of the comic news really caught my eye. There's the DC Black Label there in launching. The, the models? No, it's comics that are going to be skewered at an older audience. Oh, really? So darker, nastier. Yeah, because DC aren't dark enough, are they? Well, yeah. well the comics aren't. Mm. Um, I'm always torn with that. Take them. I was well, that's the idea. I don't want to eat them all either. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether, if it's being done to free them up to tell different kinds of Batman stories, different kinds of Superman stories, that's awesome. If it's just being done so they can be kind of like, ooh, look, we've let Frank Miller off the chain. Mm. And he's gone racist again. <laughs> I'm not a Frank Miller fan. He's at London Comic Con, isn't he? Yeah, I know. Could not give a fuck. Charging the hell of a fortune as well. No words fill me with colder dread now than Frank Miller is working on. Because mm. I've read your last few comics, Frank. No. Actually, that's a lie. I haven't read the last few because I kind of gave up when he sort of went batshit crazy. But yeah, so you've got that. Um, you had the Eisner Awards and Shannon Wheeler from Too Much Coffee Man. I'd like to throw a congratulations out to him because mm. he is part of his team won an Eisner Award and he also won an Ink Pot Award, um, which is really well deserved. Too Much Coffee Man is one of my all time favourites. It's probably the one I go back to the most and just dip in and out of and really enjoy it. It's it's sort of the first comic about making comics as well. In the one story arc, storyline thing that I ever read. And yeah, I just absolutely love it, so congratulations to him. Um, yeah, but as with most things San Diego, it was mostly about the film stuff. Yeah, the new trailers that released. So, so trailers, we had Shazam. Yes. No, you made me watch this just before we pressed pressed record. I did make you watch it, and it's great, doesn't it? It's really good. It reminds me of Big. It does. It reminds me of those eighties adventure movies. Yeah, 
not just the big Spielberg kind of ones or the Goonies ones, but like the cheapy ones that, and not in a disrespectful way, the cheapy ones that you'd never heard of that your parents would just bring home from the video shop. Mm. That like Mac and me. Yeah, but not in that you know it looks cheap and shit in the eighties kind of way. In that it's got that feel of a kid's adventure. Yeah, that you just don't really seem to get anymore. But and it looks tonally, it look if they've the tone of the trailer is a clear indication of the tone of the film. Is it in the DC universe? I don't know. It's because mm. in the trailer they do reference Batman and Superman. Yeah, it's sort of and stuff. Is it a bit Deadpooly? It's not been confirmed. I don't think it's like fourth wall breaking. Oh no, but with Deadpool, it's hinted that it's part of the X Men universe, even though it's not really. Yeah, I think originally it was going to be its own thing, but whether they're actually going to tie because DC are going off in this thing now where they're just kind of like fuck the continuity. Mm. If you want to make a Joker movie, so we're getting that whacking Phoenix Joker movie. Yeah, that isn't tied in in any way to the DCEU. Mm. So they're just basically. I think they've realised that they dropped the ball on doing a shared universe. So, oh, right. So, fuck it, just be like the comics where if you want to tell a Joker story with a different Joker, it will go off and it will be its own thing. Mm. Which is an interesting way of doing it, and it's Marvel possibly... they kind of doing that with Venom, aren't they? As well. Yeah, Marvel aren't involved in that, that's Sony. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's Sony just wanting to keep a hold of their piece of the Spider-Man pie without being able to use Spider-Man kind mm-hmm. of thing. Which, I've got no excitement for Venom. Mm-hmm. No, me neither. But yeah, no, it's just... So you'll have a Jared Leto Joker movie, you've got the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. I think the, the Batman movie that they're working on isn't going to be a Ben Affleck Batman. No. Have they revealed that yet? And isn't going to be part of the wider <coughs> DCEU. Hmm. I'm also not entirely sure that the Wonder Woman sequel is going to fit in perfectly. Okay. Because Steve Trevor's back. Oh. Or at least there are pictures of Chris Pine. It could be back. Um, could be flashbacks. No, because he's in the 80s. Oh. Which isn't going to tie into the continuity of her love and Amanda and World War One. Yeah. Maybe she gets hold of the time gem. Time stone goes back in time. Well... Thanos isn't using it now. That's true. But yeah, so it's interesting. I think there's a certain freedom to setting up your own independent things and not worrying about it being part of something else. Yeah, but I don't. I think it's going to confuse audiences, though. Yeah, and it kind of flies in the face of Arrow being kind of like, yeah, you can use Suicide Squad. Actually, we're going to do a Suicide Squad movie now, so you can't use them in the TV series anymore. So you need to kill them all off. Oh, right, is that what happened? It's kind of like, well, why you can't... So who was in the Arrow TV series from the Suicide Squad then? Uh, Deadshot. Boomerang might have been in it. Mm. There was a strong hint at Harley Quinn without Harley Quinn actually being in it. Mm. And that there was a shot in a cell of somebody in pigtails that was blatantly meant to be Harley Quinn. Because um, I think by their own admission, the way the Arrow team did it was they just put characters in which kind of forced the hand to let them use it. Mm. So, yeah, if you're going to start running, then they need to open up the TV world to have a TV interpretation of characters that have been used on the big screen easier as well. To, was it easier to beg forgiveness than for ask for permission? Yeah, or kind of say. thing. So, but yeah, so we had Shazam staying in the DCEU. We had the Aquaman trailer. No, I've not seen it. Maybe not. Not first. Mm. It looks alright. Aren't there sharks? 
Yeah, but you know. The freaking Ray Laser Beam. It's under the sea. Yeah. Under the sea. Uh, so if Sebastian the Crab made an appearance, that would be awesome. Perhaps Aquaman got crabs. Yeah, probably. In his beard. Um, the Godzilla trailer, King yeah, of Monsters. That floats my boat. I'm hoping it's going to be more Kong Skull Island than the last Godzilla movie. I liked the last Godzilla movie. I liked the last Godzilla movie, but there was very little Godzilla. Yes, uh, but the trailer seems to have every kind of monster you can think of in it. Because it was really it. frustrating with the last Godzilla movie when you were kind of like, finally, we're going to see that. No, don't look away. For fun. It's very much how I'd have made an action there, there is There is actually a bit in that where it's like you're waiting all this time to actually see Godzilla. And then... Like you're you're seeing out of a perspective, you yeah, like, oh, and he looks away. The guy, and there's the you see the bloody Godzilla walking past, and the door closes, literally yeah. walks past. It's, like it's kind of movie clickbait. There was always that joke about that Kevin Smith made about if he made a superhero movie, it'd be two guys stood by a car talking about the fight that was happening off screen, <laughs> mm. and that's very much what that Godzilla movie felt like. But this new one looks alright. It's got Kyle mm. Chandler in it. Yeah. Which is always good if you're a fan of uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, it's got the girl from um, Stranger Things, whose name is Kate. Thirteen. I don't know how old she is to be honest. Seven. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, no, I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Whether I see it in the cinema or just watch it on DVD, I'm not sure, but mm. I'm. I am up for it. Have you seen Ready Player One yet? No, I'm waiting for the DVD. I watched it last night. Absolutely, I bought it on Sky. Uh, absolutely. Sorry, that sounded like you should like absolutely abort it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just do not watch. Push the button. <laughs> abort. No, I bought it. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. It's great. It's a proper. It's it's a popcorn movie. But it's great. There's the bit at the end. It's just got me all over. Well, it's, it. it's Spielberg, so. Spielberg yeah. does pop. I watched The Post, which was the last Spielberg, the Spielberg film he made while he was making Ready Player One. That's really good. Is that got Tom Hanks in it? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, other trailers, we had Glass, mm-hmm. which I watched Split today, finally, after it being recommended to me for ages. Mm-hmm. And I thought, meh. Mm-hmm. I kind of get the feeling that that film was only as popular as it was because of what happens in the last scene. Delicious, but that's covered in seconds. I literally think that word of mouth spread that you need to see this. If you liked Unbreakable, you need to see this, mm. trust me. And that's why so many people saw it. Because it's, it's alright, it's got some good ideas. McAvoy's ace in it. Mm. Really good performance, but it's just like... Mm. He lives in a zoo. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoilers for Split, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Willis is in it at the end. Yeah. And he's not a dead person. Or is he? Perhaps that's the twist. Perhaps he's going to bring the sixth sense into it. Mm. (gasps) And then Die Hard. That kid who sees dead people walking around like they're regular people. Perhaps he could be one of the supervillains. Oh, maybe he's actually the the, the nephew of Hans Gruber or something. Excellent. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? So Jeremy Irons' son from Die Hard 3. Mm. Cool. That would work. Um... There was, one, there was one last Comic-Con trailer that wasn't film, it was TV, but before we do that, a couple of weeks ago, or a week or so ago, the trailer for Wolfman's Got Nards dropped. Which is the documentary about Monster Squad, is that right? Yep. And it looks amazing. Mm. I really hope it's a really good documentary about people who love it. Mm. And not one of those critiques 
I want some cool making of stuff. I want some people about, you know, how it's impacted people and why people love it, but not in that annoying way that it, those kind of documentaries walk a fine line of people who genuinely love it and people who are just annoying twats. Mm. So I really hope it walks that balance right, but I'm really looking forward to seeing it because I love Monster Squad. It's, I would say it's better than the Goonies. Shut up. I'm saying it. I'm calling it. You can say it. It does make it the fact. Yeah, and it's better than Labyrinth. I knew you could bring the fucking Labyrinth up. <laughs> it is not better than the Labyrinth. Labyrinth was on telly or something. I didn't watch it. Did you not? No. Because it's not very good. Because I had to go out and buy an oven. Um... I'm ignoring what you just said. <laughs> My oven died on Sunday. I had to go out and buy a new one. Which was more exciting than Labyrinth. Okay, what's next? Um, Star Wars. Okay. The Clone Wars series is coming back. Right. Rebels ended and there was some debate about what the next series was going to be. And it looks like they're picking up and finishing off Clone Wars. Which, I don't know if you've watched Clone Wars. I've watched, uh, I think, half a season. It's not uh, something I forgot about. Clone Wars is amazing. You've really got to stick with it because it's one of those things that there are... Most of the episodes are fucking amazing. Mm. But there are some absolute fucking dross in the middle Mm. that clearly feel like filler or just put in there to... Because, you know... It is a kids' cartoon mm. kind of thing, but it's an awesome series. And I'm really excited to see what they're doing. I'm not sure they're going to incorporate the lost missions into this, which was the six series that they'd started and never finished, mm. or whether it's going to redo that or how they're going to do it. But I'm just glad we're getting Clone Wars back. Mm. So I'm going to have to start from scratch. I think you should. It's well worth it. I don't know whether it's on Sky Box sets or anything. Yeah, I'll have to have a look. But. But yeah, and then other sort of movie news. There was the James Gunn getting fired from Guardians of the Galaxy three. Oh, so it was something he did like ten years ago. Yeah, he sent out some tweets. The tweets were not funny. Yeah, they were fucking horrible jokes. But they were jokes made by somebody ten years ago. Mm. But because some conservative Trump supporting thing went after him because he went after he made some comments about Trump. Oh, okay. They went through and dug up these old tweets and then enough of them applied pressure to Disney. Which I can understand Disney's stats that the tweets that he made were not in line with their ethos. Mm. And you could argue that they fired Roseanne over those racist tweets. The difference is Roseanne made those racist tweets while she was working for Disney. And she was on vacation. Yeah. And while she was part of the Disney brand. Yeah. And James Gunn made those tweets ten years ago, before he worked for Disney. Before he was really famous, he hadn't really got anywhere. I think it was even before Slither or just after Slither. Mm. So, and it's... They're not funny. They are inappropriate, but they are no worse than a stand-up comedian Mm. would make up on stage. They're certainly not worth sacking him over... If he'd have come out, if they'd have, he'd have been called on it, and he'd have come out and gone, "Yeah, I stand by it, mm. rape kids," kind of thing, then fair enough. But I mean, fuck! If we're going to start judging people on what they did ten years ago, because mm. we've all said and done stupid things as jokes. Yeah, I got married ten years ago. Yeah, 
<laughs> Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. This would be the one she listens to. <laughs> She's like, I heard him mention that Lorenzo. <laughs> she won't get past what I said. It's funny. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I can see both sides of it, but I think firing him was wrong. Personally. Like I said, I think if he'd made the tweets recently, that's a different story. But And by his own admission, he's a very different person to who he was ten years ago. Mm. He was seeking for attention. And like some people pointed out, Twitter was a very different beast then. Mm. But, I don't know, it just seems dickish, but it only ever seems to be... I don't know, there's a thing at the moment of justly and unjustly tearing down heroes. It's gotten to the point now where say it was the Trevor Noah joke a little while ago about you see a celebrity's name trending on Twitter and you're kind of hoping they're dead. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're worried it's going to be another icon from film or TV that has done something abhorrent. And Like I say, I'm not... This is a tricky thing to talk about as a middle-aged white male. Um, But yeah, it's... It's, yeah, an unfortunate thing, I think, that it's happened, that it's happened this way. I know there are people threatening to boycott Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which I'll probably still watch it. Of course you will. But You're a completist. I can understand the mentality. I'm refusing to watch the next series of Lethal Weapon. <laughs> because they've changed the actor. They fired Clayton Crawford, but the way they did it is just horrible. All right. It was... Everything about it, feels like and comes across like it was one of the other actors in the program didn't like that he was getting a lot of attention so made up some shit and got him sacked Mm. and I kind of think that the people who make it have put their money on the wrong person but and don't get me wrong if it was the other way around and it was the other actor going for the same reason I'd have the same problem Mm. but I just yeah I just like I say, it doesn't feel right the way. If the things they were saying about him were true, more people would back it up. It seems odd that nobody's saying anything. Mm. But that's a different thing anyway. Yeah, I don't know. So. Happy news, new Robocop film. I know, I get to talk about this one. Or is it happier news? I, well, I'm excited about it because um, people have mentioned Mark Miller again, I'm afraid. Frank. Frank Miller. Not, not Mark Miller. Mark it's, Miller. It's not based on Frank Miller's script, though, is it? Allegedly, there might be bits of it in there. Because uh, the original Miller's story, because Miller wrote Robocop 2. Well, um, he, he is credited for Robocop 2, but he claims he didn't write. Oh, okay. Well, when his original idea was that he gets Robocop at the beginning of the movie, gets totaled by some gang, and gets put on the scrap heap. Then 30 years later, he gets found and he gets turned back on again. So he is outdated. And there's like obviously technology has moved on, and there's him rebelling against OCP or, or trying to sort out Detroit. And I really like that idea, like an old retro Robocop wandering around, you know. Yeah. That allegedly is that is the old original Miller story. I don't know if they're going that way at all. Well, so, it's the original writer's story, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Everything I've read is that they are somebody is rewriting their original script for the sequel. Hmm. which I think follows similar things what I don't want it to be if that's the case 
is a Robocop movie with Robocop learning to be Robocop again. Yeah. Because I'm so fucked off with those films. It's like The Wolverine. Mm. It's a great movie, but it's also a movie about Wolverine losing his powers. It's, we've had this conversation a couple of times, haven't we, where we've got superheroes losing their powers. I, happens a lot. Yeah, yeah I know. If you, you think you about pay... Robocop, Robocop 2, the, 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 the actual Robocop 2 was a bit like that as well. You know, where he was yeah. destroyed and then, you know, obviously he came back and he was... But you pay your money... Take your choice. It's like, if I went to see a Superman movie and it was... Like him flying around and shit for the beginning, then the rest of the film was him losing his powers and him trying to learn his powers back. That's not what I paid my money for. Mm. I came to see a Superman yeah. movie. I want to see Superman doing Superman shit. Yeah. Which is kind of your issue with some of Iron Man 3. Mm. Is that you've come to see an Iron Man movie and you've got Tony Stark at the movie. Yeah, and then all of his suits are crap because they just fall apart and they made a paper. Um, but I'm excited about. The new Robocop, especially Robocop that carries on originally from the first one, because I don't know if you know this, I'm quite a fan of the first one. I know I hide it quite well. I thought three was your favourite. <sighs> I, 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 three never happened. Robo Ninjas. Hmm. Uh, but no, I'm excited about it at the moment. Um, as a, as you mentioned briefly earlier, I did see the remake uh, recently again for the second time. I just can't get through more than five minutes of it without no, wanting to punch it. the telly. No, I, I it's you know it's not even on the same level obviously as Robocop, but it's it's good fun. I like it. It just feels like Robocop for the Twilight generation. Yeah. All angsty and why did they save one hand? I, yeah, that's off the, you know well yeah it is odd. Um. No, I, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm, I'm hoping they don't change him too much. I'm hoping they do it well. It'd be interesting to see how they handle it with recasting and that sort of thing. Because yeah. obviously it's not going to be Peter Weller anymore. Old man Robo. Although there is something interesting about his body aged. Do you know he's at London Comic Con as well? Whatever it's called now. Uh, London Film and Comic Con. Yeah. He's a... Interesting. Um, I'm still waiting for that Robo Doc. Yeah, my back. Yeah. Two years ago now on mm. Kickstarter. It's because they keep chasing more people to interview. Mm. They've more or less got every single person who have ever except, had anything to do with it, except Peter Weller. Apart from Peter Weller, because he said he's done talking about Robocop. No, he's doing Comic Cons. I can kind of understand this. I've said all I need, all I ever want to say about Robocop now. Mm. But at the same time, play to your fans. Mm. But yeah, but another new thing that's coming is like somebody found your little book from your teenage years of shit you'd like to see. There's a new Spawn movie. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. Um, Casting's interesting. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Jeremy Renner as Twitch. Yes. Which is that it. as in Salmon Twitch? Salmon Twitch, yeah. The th- old thin guy who's a hot shot. They were detectives, weren't they? They were detectives. Because I always guy. got Salmon Twitch mixed up with Lock and Key. Yeah. I always thought Lock and Key was a detective series and it's not. Yeah. But I was always thinking of Salmon Twitch. Yeah, so so you got Twi- Salmon Twitch were great. Um, Sam was a big fat proper stereotypical cop bit of a slob you sweet sandwiches on the toilet that kind of thing and then it's not a slobbish thing to do is it apparently so yeah damn it there was a famous line in one of the comics you're the only person I know who could pinch a log while eating one or something like that <laughs> pinch a log while eating one that was it enduring um, image yeah uh, and then yeah Twitch was this intelligent psychic he was thin as anything he was quite old but he was an absolute dead shot and um, they were very good, actually. Because they, they, uh, they bought so the comics. So hang on, Jamie Reynolds playing another Deadshot. 
Pretty much. So. Though you never played dead shot in the first place. No, you but. Hawkeye. And Hawkeye is a dead shot with a bow and arrow. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see Jeremy Jeremy Renner as a Twitch because Twitch to me is an old thin man with glasses. But I'll give it. Yeah, we'll see. I can see. Um, I'm not sure about Jamie Foxx's. No, that, that seems a bit. Well, well, we know where. Yeah. But, well, I kind of get the feeling it was like, yes, you can have the money for your Spawn movie if you get one of these actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I get why, and then I think he'll be interested in it. I just don't see him as Spawn mm. at the moment. It will be an animated suit, won't it? I hope not. I it probably it will be, but mm. hopefully it's better. The CGI's come on. Well, I hope it is, because... Spawn has got all the chains, the live chains and stuff. Going well, it's like a living suit, isn't it? But yeah. hopefully they'll do a better job than Green London. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I will watch it. I'm hoping it will be a uh, you know an adult comic book. Um, I'm hoping the violators in it. I should be, I'd imagine. Be surprised if he wasn't. They did say which villain it was going to be, and I don't think it was the violator. Really. Which I can kind of understand wanting to step away from the 1998 sport movie. Mm. Or whatever year that was. Was it 98? Yeah, it 97, was. 98, something yeah. like that. <clears throat> have you ever gone back to that? Uh, no, it's on v- I've got it on VHS. I don't have a VHS player, so I haven't. I think I might have seen it twice. Mm. I think I saw it once at the cinema. Um, and then I think I watched it again on video. Mm. Never felt the need to go back to it. Mm. So just didn't win me over the second time either so i wish they'd released the mcfarlane cartoon they did on vhs yeah actually on dvd as a complete box set because i don't think the vhs gave you every episode first few half a season one that's a animated series dying for a proper dvd release that was a superb series really dark excellent it pretty much encapsulated what spawn should be which if the movie is more in line with that um, I've not read Spawn comics for a long time, so no, I, I, I couldn't tell you what Spawn comics are like now. No, I haven't either. But, but yeah, no, so that's that. There's another Terminator movie coming as well, but who gives a fuck anymore? <laughs> yeah. They, they made two, that was enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know anything much about the, third, the, the next one. I think Cameron's involved with somebody else, and it's meant to be taking into account drones and... Yeah. social media and all that bullshit it's just kind of like we said all we need to say with Terminator it, there's no shame sometimes in going we can walk away mm-hmm. is Arnie in it? I don't know probably I, uh, I'm not sure I just you're either going to have to clean slate it or just not bother was he in Genesis or was called? yes Hang on, no, what is this Genesis you speak of? No, what's it called then? What was that film we don't talk about? Was there... There's Terminator and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, right, and is that it? I don't know what else there is. That's all right then. Fair enough. I yeah. dreamt it like I dreamt Robocop 3. But, um, speaking of 3s, have you seen they're releasing a comic version of the original script for Alien 3? Oh. Which sounds yeah. interesting, because it's different. Yeah. Because apparently uh, Bishop had a bigger role in the original script, and yeah. I don't know whether Newton Hicks was still alive. 
Because mm. I've said before, my big problem with Alien 3 is that opening scene where they kill everything I've invested in the last film. Yeah, the extra sketch beginning. But it'd be, it's a great film. If it wasn't connected to the two other Alien films, mm. it's a really solid beastie in space movie. And it does end that trilogy perfectly by replaying the tape from the Nostromo at the end. but Which is a lovely fucking touch. But then they made Alien Resurrection and ruined it. But I'm interested in the comic. I've uh, asked for it to be added to my pull list. So I shall check it out and see what could have been. But but yeah, is it Neil Blomkamp? I don't know if he is anymore, is he? He's Robocop, yeah. yeah. Originally was no, I think the alien the thing's aliens. dead. I think Ridley Scott killed that because yeah. he wanted to focus on his Prometheus alien covenant thing yeah. despite the entire world going, no, nah, we'd rather see yeah. that, to be honest, Rid. Your ideas are a bit shit for alien, name. We want full aliens, not kind of aliens. Oh, alien covenant is dreadful. There's that kind of cool bit with the alien on the back of the ship. Yeah, but it doesn't hold up special effects-wise. It does kind of mm. like somebody threw it together and was like, no, this is just the temporary thing. It's like, no, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah but can I just sort of like... The green screen version. At, at least blend it in a little. No, yeah. it's fine. But, but yeah, so that's sort of movie stuff. Despite having a sheet, we're still a bit rambly. I think, yeah. I think people like our rambliness. So let's do other stuff then. So have you got any announcements? Oh, nicely done. Nicely led on there. No, nope, good. On, right, moving on. It says on the sheet announcements, and then it says Andy's announcement. I'm pregnant. Yay! I'm not pregnant, and nor is my wife. Chest burster. <laughs> yeah, have you seen the drawing? Um, yeah, I get to um, make a little announcement on this on, on this month. Have you got all the permission you need? Yeah, I, I checked around today. and I can't. In writing? Yeah, I do. I've got text messages from them. Um, you get text messages from them? Yeah, about five or six a day. You want a little WhatsApp group? Tony yeah. likes his WhatsApp groups. Yeah. Shh, you just bloody announced it for me, you bastard. Um, so Tony the Tiger. That's Tony great. the Tiger, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony Hart, who is dead, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, damn it. Um, so, yeah, i got a little announcement. I've been working on it for, well, since May. What, your um, announcement? Working on this announcement. <laughs> and um, so I am working on a comic book. I'm the artist of a 22-page comic book, um, which is really exciting. It is for uh, Aaron's Little Heroes uh, uh, charity. Not to be confused with other Little Heroes charities that are currently in the yes, news. Yes, I wasn't. I don't know all the facts about that, but there was another charity that got done for taking the money taking and running the money, and they had a name similar, but in, in no way connected to Little Heroes. Um. So, yeah, uh, they got in contact with me. They had this idea. They asked me if I would illustrate it. So I'm illustrating it, which is fantastic. Tony from Awesome Podcast is writing it. I've got his script. I'm working I think we've said closely. Tony, Vince, or Awesome Podcast more than we've said our own name in this. Yeah, I think we have, yeah. Um, and it's going brilliantly. You know, I'm very excited about it. It's something I've wanted. I wanted to do a children's book for a long while. Well, for years and years and years. I'm actually doing a proper children's book. And it's really, really, really good fun. And um, yeah, so it, it's uh, it's for the charity. So it's aiming to going to be shipped up to hospitals when it's done, so the kids can do it. You know, while they're while they're in treatment for various uh, ailments when they're young. Um, it'll also be for sale as well, earning you know, um, raising money for the for Tony for um, Aaron's charity. So yeah, 
that kind of was it. Because really, well, I can't really say much what it's about, but it's um, yeah, I can't really say much what it's about. But it's aimed for kids, kind of like between like six and eight years old, kind of thing, and it's going really well. So there you go. It's taking cool. a long time, but it's not so that I've done. I haven't done anything on a scale before, so it's quite a bit of a learning curve. And I'm working really closely with Tony and Aaron on it. Um, lots of, of toing and throwing and feedbacks and swearing. See, this is what I mean by you suffer for the crazy shit I come up with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it, it's ace to see, like say, you better pay me and Wiggy because we're the one who pushed you into doing these things. <laughs> Without us, you'd still be sitting in the dark. I don't owe Wiggy anything. He's no, he knows what he did. <gasps> we all know what he did. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of criminal record. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's really, really cool to see, and I can't wait to see the finished thing. Me neither. No. No, absolutely. <laughs> we don't know when it's going to be finished yet. We're aiming for kind of early next year. <gasps> but we don't know. I know what you're thinking. We don't know if it will be done in time for that. It has crossed my mind. What, True Believers launch? Yeah, True Believers launch, but I, I don't know. I'm not I, I'm not burying myself just yet, because it me, it's taken me... Uh, the best part of two months just to do the rest of 10, 11 pages um, admittedly a lot of that was character design as well um, so yeah they are going quicker now I've got the characters under, in, under that but. cool have you enjoyed it? really enjoying it really enjoying it so it's very new to me but it's quite say, nice new, new experience and... yeah and my, my sketchbook's lacking as well because I haven't really been sketchbooking but you know I haven't been doing the draw some Sundays because of this it's taken a lot of my time um, I'll probably end up getting divorced from my wife because I'm not paying her any attention at the moment. Um, she doesn't need it. She's, she's had fine. enough she's attention. And, but also, she's just finished all of Grey's Anatomy as well, so now she will be twiddling her thumbs. She's just watched all of Grey's Anatomy in about three months. Scandal. What? Uh, could, yeah. If she'd gone down that Shonda Rhimes rabbit hole of watching shit TV, yeah. she's got private practice... Scandal. I always get private practice with a little peak practice. Yeah, so do I. That's why I had to pause as I started to say it. <laughs> peak practice. Uh, scandal. Then you've got that Station 19 or whatever the firefighter version was. Oh, that's actually a direct spin-off of them, it, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was private practice. Oh, is it? And I believe there was a scandal crossover as well. Oh, okay. And then, or was scandal scandal crossover with How to Get Away with Murder. You've got a shitload of Shonda Rhyme stuff you can keep a whizzy with. Mm. Just do the, if you like this, try you, this. Do you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? I watched the first series. I swear everyone was called Grey. I got so confused. Everyone was shagging each other and... I watched the first... And then there was lots... Of, in every episode... It's like it did set up a lot of funny jokes in Scrubs, though. Oh, really? Well, because it's basically a similar thing. Is It's the main character narrating in a medical drama. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am currently watching Never Big Announcement. I'm currently loving Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Possibly one of the best TV series I've seen in years. You ever watched it? Have I ever? Oh, yeah. I've been telling you to watch oh, it for course, years. I'm sorry, we need to because the the sex tape thing, brilliant. Bit like was it Parks and Rec? I told you to watch for years and you didn't, and um, then somebody else told you to watch it and you jumped you, right back into it. it. Yeah, you got to watch Parks and Rec; it's great. Uh, yeah, and then you came around one day and like, yeah, we said I should try this Parks and Rec. Have you ever watched it? And it's like, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should try Smallville. Apparently, that's quite good. It's not. <laughs> it's all right it, once you can get past that barrier. But, mm. <laughs> but yes, no, uh, no, it's very cool. It's very cool. You know. I'll keep you updated. 
And that is that pretty much all you're working on at the minute? That's the main thing as well. And the um, troop stuff. I've got, yeah, troop stuff. Um, the, we do have, we mentioned about, um, we, you've got the cover for um, Tales from Infinity 2. Yep. There will be something from me and Craig, hi, Greg, on that one as well. I believe Craig's doing another one. Did he miss he's spoken to you about it? Or has that not been announced yet? He has, um, I think he mentioned it in passing, but mm. I wasn't sure what was happening with you guys. Uh, as far as I know, we will be producing something. I we must confess, yeah. I'm tempted to do at least a one-page thing Absolutely. for it. Absolutely, do it. That will tie into... I sent a script out to Susie Gander. Hi, Susie. And Hi, Susie. As far as I know, she didn't like, gouge her own eyes out and you know, set fire to her life and start again mm. new somewhere else. So, um, But she's busy with Coffee House Barbarians at the minute. But yeah, after that, she's going to talk to me about it. But I basically wrote a script, and I wrote it like I wrote my film scripts. Badly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it like you draw. <laughs> half assed. <laughs> I pressed Control-Alt. <laughs> <coughs> oh, your Visa thing's come up. Oh yeah, my card. It's an old one. Um... Yeah, no, I sent the script out to Susie, so hopefully might have a comic in the works. Exciting. So, but I was thinking about doing something, because I basically... So this is for the anthology? No, this is a, a comic. Standalone. This is a standalone. Okay. I've basically got an idea for a world, kind of like a Star Wars-y, Star Trek-y, sci-fi kind of thing. But I want to set it up, rather than a series of comics, it'll be standalone stories hmm. happening in a wider universe. Of like a post Earth. You Yeah, it's all about the post. Mm. And it's about a guy delivering mail through space. Oh, that would work. Isn't that a bit Futurama? It is a bit. I've ordered a little Futurama. I've seen that. Yeah, it's awesome. Spaceship yeah, model. Um, on a side note. <laughs> but yeah, so I've sort of sent that out and see where that goes with Susie, but. Like I say, I've sort of been getting carried away and sort of doing crude drawings of what a spaceship should look like and then being like, that looks a lot like the Millennium Falcon. But as it exists in a world where the Millennium Falcon exists, can it have hints of the Millennium Falcon about it? As in, in a world where Star Wars exists, so... In a world. If you're a guy who designs spaceships and Star Wars exists, you'd sort of take influence, potentially. But it's doing it so it doesn't infringe massively on a copyright. <laughs> But it's very difficult to draw a spaceship that doesn't look like a spaceship that already exists in sci-fi. Uh, I'm, I'm aware of this. So, expect me to send you a thing going, Does it me a spaceship? <laughs> but, but no, I've sort of... I did the script that way because I want it to be... Whether Susie says she wants to draw it or whether somebody else does, I want it to be a collaboration with an artist. Mm. I don't want to do panel one. A vast void of space. You know, specifics I want it to it's basically the Stan Lee method where he used to just send a vague thing and then the artist would create the pictures and then he'd go I like that but do this or mm. or whatever it was and um yeah so I'm going that way so it's sort of tentatively put in my finally doing something I've wanted to do since we set up True Blue well since before that Sorry, many years ago we wanted mm. to do a comic we were going to do a Zoot comic once upon a time Mm. but we could never agree on the first two pages 
Yeah, it didn't set it up very well, did it? <laughs> I thought, fuck it, I'm not doing the next mm. 20. <laughs> um, but yeah, and beyond Rock, that... Rock, paper, scissors, velocity, baby. Damn it. Yay! I went, I went, I did scissors, he did paper, I went to jelly, baby. My paper was made of rock. <laughs> it was slate. Um, yeah, so um, that, and like I say, I've been doing the nerds thing, nerds drawings for fun, which I'm tempted to create into either a zine or a little book. Mm. Just to sort of put something out there. Get a few more things under the nerds who publish themselves. Banner as well. Build my comic empire. <laughs> <laughs> Because everybody knows the money's in the comics. Yeah. So it's just... Through the various drawing things we've done through True Believers and through you egging me on and encouraging me to set up a... No, just egging you. you know, egging me. But encouraging me to set up a Facebook page and for my drawing and encouraging me to get it on Instagram. Which you're right about hashtags on Instagram. Mm. It's the future. It is. You put a hashtag Star Trek, you'll get people like it, whether they... Mm. Just because it's Star Trek... <laughs> But yeah, and um, that's pretty much it for this one. Um, any recommendations? Things you've been reading? Things you've been watching? Um, I recommend Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, Four been... years after everybody else did. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, what have I watched recently? Movie-wise, Game Night. The Game Night's very good. I really want to see that. It actually yeah. looks funny. Uh, blockers. Yeah. I see that looked funny as well. Yeah, but it's, a lot of the stuff is one of those things where all the funny stuff isn't. Is in the trailer. Isn't yeah. it? Isn't in the movie. Uh, There's a bit in the trailer where John Cena grabs, there's a guy falling from the balcony, the guy yeah. grabs his leg and pulls him back up. What in the hell? I hate it when that happens. Um, what else have I watched? I've watched, well, seeing as last time we did talk about doing 80s movies, I have watched quite a few 80s movies. And we're not oh, you've been on, you were on your action Well, no, because we're... You are, we're, we will do that because I've We're building up for you to watch enough. You watched Under Siege, didn't you? I've done Under Siege, Lethal Weapon 1, Lethal Weapon 2. Um, Which do you prefer, Lethal Weapon 1 or Lethal Weapon 2? The first one. Really? I like yeah. the second one. Though. I've watched... The second one's got great things like, after I shoot you through the door, you can examine the bullet. Yeah. Why didn't yeah. you follow me down? They fuck you at the drive-thru. <laughs> I've watched um, Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. Cool. Don't watch three. No, I'm not going to watch. <laughs> Do yourself a favour. I, I I prefer the second one. Really? Uh, I can probably see that. It's been a long time since I've watched them. Yeah. Um, I've also. Did you watch Under Siege two? No, I haven't. Uh, see, it's on Netflix. Okay, is that worth watching? What else have I watched? Hang on a minute. I've made a list of all the ones I've watched. Um, Connor? N- uh, no, but I think Connor recently, so I can talk about that. Speed. I, I need. I need to get hold of a copy of Speed I to watch that. I'm trying to think if I got a copy. Probably um, have somewhere. Right. Face off. Watched. Air Force One. Uh, Air Force One. That was never mentioned. I know. I just threw it in there as an extra. Keep me you on your toes. Commander. I watched. I like um, Under Siege. Uh, Die Hard. I watched recently. Tank I haven't. Lethal Weapon. I've watched. Beverly Hills in Two. Um, the Rock I watched about a month ago anyway I love The Rock yeah there you go we should have gone to watch Skyscraper as part of this oh yeah just to get a smack bang up today yeah Mm. it's quite funny because somebody's been describing it as die hard in a building (laughs) brilliant (laughs) 
died outside of a building. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I've been watching... I watched The Orville, the first series of that. Okay, that's Superb. the... Um, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Which I went off Seth MacFarlane stuff quite a while ago. Family Guy, American Dad, they stopped being funny. But The Orville, especially if you like any Star Trek in any way, mm. is superb. Um, watched Luke Cage Season 2, which... Meh. It was both really good and meh at the mm. same time. Um, and reading Bendis's Man of Steel. Okay. Brian Michael Bendis gets Superman in a way that some people haven't got Superman in a long time. Mm. There's some absolutely lovely moments of Superman in it. Just the tiny little things. Mm. It's it's fucking great. If it comes out in trade paperback, I'll buy it. I'll let you borrow it. Mm. Okay. But to the point where I, Action Comics 1000, I was abandoning Superman. I am wholeheartedly back in. Mm. To the point where I've added the new Superman and continued Action Comics on my pull list. So, Which is nice. I've not been excited about Superman comics for a long time. Mm. So not since they pulled the pre-New 52 Superman back into the continuity. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. For me, comics-wise, I've been reading Vanguard by Dan Butcher. Mm-hmm. The only member of the awesome pod we hadn't mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is real worth checking out. Um, you can either read it online or he's done two trade paperbacks so far. I've got the first one. Um, it's really interesting as well because you sort of look at his early stuff and watch how he's progressed as an artist as well. Which is a very cool thing to see. Oh, I have read a bit of a shout out to Ken Reynolds um, for Commission Comics. I got issue three and issue four through the post. Oh, you did the print, didn't you? For I did one of the art prints. I did, yeah. For it's on the back of issue four. Um, very good. Very dark. Um, very different. Very good comic. Cool. Um, so I have to read. Very. I can't read really this. It's not. It, it's a great little concept. It's really different. Um, the artwork is very stark, black and white. There's no mid-tones, it's all black and white, almost kind of lionel print. It's very good stuff. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. Um, like I say, I'm a bit behind on my reading of stuff, because I'm still reading the Marvel Star Wars Vader comic, which is mm. good. Mr. Miracle is still superb. Um, but yeah, I'm largely behind. Despite my best intentions to set aside half an hour every day to read a comic, or read some comics... It just doesn't seem to happen at the minute because, you know, real life. Mm, gets in the way. It does. I kind of miss the days of coming home from town with a stack of comics and just lying on my bedroom floor reading them mm. and then using them to draw from. And shouldn't have got married. Shouldn't have got married. But then I probably wouldn't be able to afford comics because I'd be destitute somewhere <laughs> <laughs> without somebody going, you can't afford it, put it back. Um, yeah, so pretty much round this out with some shout-outs. Um should probably mention the awesome pod we've not mentioned them at all this episode no absolutely uh, if you like nerdy comic chat they're doing a series at the moment on pitching mm-hmm. um, the first one came went up this week at time of recording which was really interesting um, yeah they're just, I mean I'm slightly hurt that they say that they get the guests they love back on for a second time they've never asked you have they? they've never asked me back no so slightly hurt but I mean I suppose they interviewed me at Leamington briefly but it's not the same not the same at all but but yeah um shout out to is from cardiff independent comic expo because she took a tumble did she yeah she fell yeah did you not see the picture of her post stitches and bruised face no what happened well she like smashed her head slash face into a bathroom floor 
No, I didn't know that. So she's on the mend and back at work now, I think. But but yeah, no. So shout out to Iz. She shared one of the paragraphs from the mailer because I did a shout yeah. out to her in that as well. She took over the mailer, didn't she? Once or twice. She did for Sice in the run up yeah. to Sice. We let her, she took over instead of a true believer section. We had a Sice section for two weeks running. Mm. And like I say, Sarah Harris took over the meanwhile section this time. Um. Yeah, trying to get a few more people to take over bits of the mailer. Partly to lighten my workload, and partly because I want it to be a voice for other people as well. Um, especially the nerds bit. And um, a shout-out to a new podcast I've discovered. Go on. Called Lois and Clark. Okay. Which is two guys in America who are re-watching the Lois and Clark series. One of them for the first time, one of them is an old fan. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Great I mean, idea. I messaged them to say how much I... Well, I was looking to see whether anybody had ever done it, because I thought I might get you to watch an episode of Lois and Clark, and then we can talk about it, because you always mock me for my love of 90s television. Um, but somebody's done it, so... Tell you what, let's... Oh, no, do you know what we should do? Not Lois and Bloody Clark. We should do... Um, Bloody She Wrote. I should, read it. I should watch an episode of Bloody She Wrote. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> You've got to be in the right headspace for Bloody She Wrote. Even I watch it, and like... This is shit, but I really enjoy it. Murder, She Wrote is perfect television to ignore. Mm. It's just engrossing enough to sort of pique your interest, but not so engrossing that you'll find you've just watched it. That come to me. Somebody's doing that. Damn it. Uh, 18? Somebody's probably done that. Rider? Street Hawk. Yeah, but then we'd have to get Street Hawk, and it might not be as good as we remember, even though Clooney's in an episode. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah, it's been on TV recently. Has it? Little string fellow. No more. I have to pay for it. Okay. Yeah, no, so Lois and Clark. I messaged one of the guys who did or messaged their Facebook page to be like, I'm really enjoying it. It's nice to see other Lois and Clark fans out there. And, you know, hear what they think of it. And then I sent them links to the articles I'd written, the article I'd written on it and that. And we were just having a chat about Lois and Clark. It was quite nice. Because fuck you, haters. I like what I like, and it's generally shit television, but I can live with it. Because um, you do, you like what you like. And, uh, Is so, that Popeye? Yes, why not? But it's a series that meant a lot to me growing up, sort of becoming a comic book fan, becoming a Superman fan. So it's just nice to know it's out there. But you got any shout outs? Um, looking forward to seeing certain people that. Um at um, the summer variant looking forward to seeing hi- seeing Susie again looking forward to seeing the Everton Brothers again but not good. the beard you monster of course the beard can't go without the beard him. he bought yeah. one of my books without the beard did he? he did crazy bastard um, shout out to yeah Ken um, shout out to Aaron Tony everyone I know so thanks alright you're out. not winning a fucking award shout out to God <laughs> Thanks to my parents. I'd like to thank God for blessing me with the talents to win this award. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ken Cognition. Yes, absolutely. So check check, that out. check awesome. out Cognition online. I think that they've completed the story run now. It's five episodes, five comics, and I've just read number four, which is the last one. Well, that one out. Interesting. It's a zero. Uh, it's, it's a zero. So. So why it goes one two three four zero? That's no, backwards. zero one two three four. You don't know. Um, um, oh yeah, I've also been reading Batpatches as well. 
So uh, shout out to Steve Sims. Yeah, it's great, isn't it, Battle Badgers? Fantastic. Uh, the art was just brilliant. Where did that was when we went to Sarah's Swindon. thing? Swindon. Yeah, Swindon. Yeah. yeah, I came home and read all three issues. Three, yeah. That night, and then the following day, I did my Battle Badgers fan art. Of course you did. Yeah. Uh, he's on the poster. Blared from Battle Badgers. Yeah, that's ace. So, some great, I can't wait for people to see that poster. It's brilliant. It's some great artwork on there. Um, my, yeah, I'm not going to say favourites and all that, but yeah, <laughs> yours. Um, no, I mean we got as I said, what we named people from the poster. We named Gareth. So yeah, Gareth. Slay him. Slay Yeah, him. I'm. It's very Slayhome. late, and I've been eating Slayhome. jelly boos. Yeah. It's like home, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it well, is. it's spelt slight home. Yeah. So slight home, slight home. Uh, Milmo's on there. Milmo, Sam Webster, Sam. Then we got um, uh, Dan Butcher. Yeah. Dave Dan, Jones. Yeah, Dan's two. done two. He's done one in the box and one out of the box. Yeah. Jay. Yeah. Jay? Jay did something. Something. To be fair, if you look on the awesome pod you can, yeah, page, yeah. you can see everybody who did one. Yeah. Um, Gareth Hellboy is lovely. Phenomenal. Got Death's Head from Pete Pete Davies. Yeah. Uh, I've done Creeper and Dennis the Menace. Yeah. Uh, I've you've, done Ninja Turtle. You've done a Ninja Turtle, not the one I was expecting. No. I rebe- I rebelled. Uh, Susie's done Wonder Woman. Milmo's Miss Marvel is ace. Oh, yeah, it really works well. Stunning. Like I say, Steve Sims done Laird. Hang on, who else we got? Um, got Mandy the Mon- Monster Hunter on there. I can't remember the artist. Um... Marrow did Howard the Duck. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That yeah. Howard the Duck is ace. They're yeah. all ace, to be fair. It's a movie Howard the Duck, isn't it? Yes. Um, no, I'm really pleased with it. It's, like I say, look, really looking forward to it. Are we going to, you know how we revealed the cover last year, we had the big board. We're going to do that on a big board. We're going to have two big if, boards if this we, year. Hopefully, if we get it done in time, yeah. I can go to Hobbycraft and buy a couple of boards to mount them on to. As long as you make a couple of them and get them done at work, yeah. We're having a private meeting on 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 the podcast at the moment. <laughs> well, people like to know it's behind the curtain and shit. So, yeah, but no, exciting. But if you want to see it, you're gonna have to come to the summer variant. Mm. We're not releasing it till then. We're not, and then we'll put it online afterwards. But, yeah. but you don't want to be late to the party on that one. You know, I'll tell you. I was thinking. Oh. You know. Without going to speak, kind of um, in, in, in clues here, but what you mentioned to me earlier about the idea of that there could be a, quite a good autograph session. You think we could get people to hunt down the autograph, get the autographs of everyone who contributes to the piece? That's kind of what I wanted to happen with Tales from Beyond Infinity, yeah. Because I'd initially said about maybe having an autograph page in there mm. where people could track down each of the people that have contributed a story to it and get them to sign the autograph page. We could do that. We could. There's something we could do. Mm-hmm. Not everybody that's involved in it's going to be there, but you could then take it to other cons. Yeah. And get them to sign it yeah. there. Yeah. You could have awkward moments where you're like, "Did you draw this?" And they'd be like, "No." Like, Sorry. But yeah, interesting. Cool. So yeah, that's it. That was nearly two hours. So if you stuck with us. Yeah, nicely done. Because I, 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 to be honest, I phased out after through. I honestly can't remember what we talked about now. If it no. wasn't written down, I'm still not massively convinced we covered it all. Mm. And when we did, whether we made any sense of it. So we'll do another because I give a print to the person who texts, who puts on the message board. 
The Last Jelly Baby. Ooh. Is that How many the, years was that? Is that Three the years. one that fans are really looking forward to, but then were disappointed by so they want to see it remade? Yeah, basically it just rewrote everything from the, from the second to last Jelly Baby. Yeah. Cool. All right then. So. Cheers, people. Cheers, people. Uh, we'll be back in a few weeks. Just do quickly do email addresses and uh, website addresses and Twitter accounts. Yes. Like that. So, okay, is our website and you can buy the tickets yep. on there forward slash tickets um, ok true believers on facebook twitter instagram is all our social pages and these zoot on, pages are on facebook i am the real zoot on facebook um, and on twitter, zoot bot on twitter and zoot bot on twitter and i'm now on art station Ooh. and i'm zoot at artstation dot com i think so that's all my stuff on there. Cool. If you search Nerds Who Haunted Themselves on Facebook, you'll find the page where you can find the gallery with all the pictures that Andy was going through. Yeah. If you stayed awake during that riveting bit. Yeah. And um, it'd be like a director's commentary whilst clicking through the gallery. Mm. There's two bonus ones in there as well, because there's the one Andy did and Susie Gander did one as well. Oh, yeah. So I forgot Susie Gander did one. Yeah. So there's a there's a bonus one in there as well by Susie. She's hers was a team maker, wasn't it? Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <sighs> um... Yeah, um, and you can, if you are so inclined, find my drawings on Facebook and Instagram as Stuart thinks he can draw. Um, but the most important one you need is OKTrueBelievers.com. Yeah. And you can find everything from there. And we will see you at the Summer Variant on the on August the 5th. 5th. Sunday, August the 5th. Blackfriars Black Gloucester. Priory in Gloucester. Between the hours of 10 and the hours of 11. Comics, creativity, cosplay and colour. Yay, lots of C's. <laughs> All good seas. Yeah. Especially. especially... Oh! Okay, so some twat accidentally pressed stop. This twat. This twat. So, yeah, just a quick bye, really. We just yeah, came... cheers for listening. If you got this far, remember, um, don't ask any baby, and I'll send you some of that, I suppose. But yeah, come see me. Come see us at the True Believers variant thingy. Summer variant, yeah. Can't be asked now. Bye bye. See ya. <laughs>